All right. Thanks for tuning in another episode. We are live across multiple channels. Gotta love technology. Live streaming the show, The Big Ticket Life, with my great guest, Nikki Ballou, dialing in, streaming in from Toronto, Canada today, catching us on YouTube, LinkedIn, and of course, the Book of Faces Facebook. Nikki, welcome to the show, man. Happy to have you. Jeff, it's an honor to be here, man. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I'm looking forward to it. Let's roll. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, by the way, fellow uh, Canadian countryman, I was born in Canada. So, oh, cool. we got that little connection. Yeah. I was born in Stratford. So, there you go. Oh, uh, what is that? About two hours few, west of uh, Toronto? Quite a few plays in Stratford in my day. I played in that park as a kid. Yeah, I saw a couple there myself. We did a bus trip and saw, I forget what Shakespeare play it was, but. Yeah, I remember that as a kid. Taming so, of the cool. Shrew, so, that's what I saw in Stratford. It was great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, so you uh, immigrated to Canada from the Middle East. Why don't you uh, share with people that story? Because that's a, that's a journey not most have. Well, thank you. Um, so, you know, I am an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm actually a Christian from Iran. And when I was 11 years old, the Islamic revolution happened in Iran and the relatively benign wow. dictatorship of the Shah was replaced by the not at all benign and completely tyrannical dictatorship of the mullahs. And my late father, God rest his soul, he could see the writing on the wall. He knew this was going to be a great place for him to raise his Christian family. So what he did is he made a plan and he hustled us out of Iran and we eventually landed in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Every day, brother, I wow. thank God for my dad and his foresight for being able to see that writing on the wall and to change the complete trajectory of our family's future. Because of my dad, our family lives in freedom. And I've become a big champion for freedom, for free expression and free enterprise. I know, uh, Jeff, it's fashionable among some circles to say the West, America, Canada, so oppressive, so racist, so sexist. And I go, are you kidding me? Let me take you to Iran. I'll show you what real oppression looks like, all right? Because we're lucky and fortunate to live in a society that values human freedom. And my dad was a champion of freedom, and he was a man who was an uplifter of people. So if you knew my dad and you were looking for work, he'd get you a job. He'd work the phones until he landed you that job. Wow. If you were trying to start a business, he was the kind of guy who would like help you out. He'd bring mentors forward to you, even help you come up with capital, even if you were going to compete with him because he didn't see things that way. He believed in abundance. He had an abundance mentality and he wanted Love people it. to be successful. And if you worked for him, bro, and you were looking to buy a car or a house or an apartment and you didn't have enough money, you needed to be topped up. He'd top you up so you could buy that car, that house or that apartment. Man, even today, brother, people wow. come to me that knew my dad and go, Nikki, your daddy's the greatest man I ever knew. He set me up this way. He set me up that way. Wow, what an amazing human being. And I wanted to be like dad, right? I wanted to become somebody who uplifted people. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And eventually what I did is I got into entrepreneurship and the type of entrepreneurship that I got into was that which was all about serving and helping people. I was a top level fitness coach. I worked with Olympic gold medalists. In fact, I was at the Atlanta Games in 96 when I saw Donovan Bailey of Canada win the 100-meter gold medal. Later on, he became my business partner, which is pretty oh, wild man. and crazy. And I was in the business of serving people through wellness. And then I became a business advisor and a business coach. And, you know, I, I come from a business background. And here's what I saw. There's a lot of good people out there, Jeff, that are good at what they do, right? but they're terrible business people. They just don't have it in them. They don't understand marketing or sales. They don't understand customer service. They don't understand hiring and firing and balance sheets and income statements. They just didn't get any of that stuff. And so their businesses would stagnate, especially when it came to marketing and sales, right? Good people wow. out there, man. They are out there. They want to make a difference, but they don't want to be seen as pushy or salesy. So they would go and stop themselves from going after business they should legitimately be getting. And I saw this and I went, wow, I know I can help these people. See, I come from a business background. I studied business in university. You know, I got an undergraduate bachelor of commerce degree and I have a master's in international business from Georgetown U. And I thought I can help these people, but that word sales, it was sticking in people's craw. So I said, let's remove that word. Let's 
replace it with serve. Nobody yeah. wants to be sold. You don't want to be sold. I don't want to be sold. But we love right, to buy. Right. We love to be served by a good, caring human being. Just by helping good people rewire that without any of the other stuff that I just talked about in terms of giving them business skills. We, I've helped people double, triple, quadruple, tenfold their business. My dad used to always say to me, remember, Nikki, life and business are not about money. They're about people. The person that's in front of you, that's someone's dad, that's someone's brother, that's someone's son, that's someone's husband, that's someone's wife, that's someone's mother, that's someone's sister, that's someone's daughter. That is somebody with hopes and dreams. They're a hero to somebody. They've maybe been disappointed a little bit by life. They've maybe even been disappointed by a business person just like you. And it's your job to help restore the faith that they once had in humanity by treating them like the greatest, most important person, like a brother, like a sister, and making sure that you understand that your job given to you by God is to make a difference for your fellow man and your fellow woman. Man, I love it all. Uh, first of all, I got a couple things I want to say. First of all, what's your father's name? Napoleon. Napoleon. Love it. Love that name. That's fantastic. Um, love that name. Well, you know, God rest his soul, man. He was a blessing on you and obviously everybody around him. Um, I was going to say, but I just kind of let you go there. I was going to say, I think our show just took a right turn to Freedom Town because um, I'm a big believer in freedom and liberty. Uh, started a whole clothing brand around that. And um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a big believer in that. So, yeah, I did uh, a little different, little, you know, coming at the market a little different way. But, uh, you know, let's, let's just take that send, pause send me, for you. Send me an email with your company. I'll buy some clothing from you to support the cause of liberty, my brother. And, and I will. I'll do that. One of my books was written with Wayne Allen Root, Libertarian Party oh, wow. candidate for vice president. And it's a list of, of uh, companies that are basically anti-freedom, woke companies. And we, we talk about basically saying to people, as much as possible, avoid doing business with these folks and let them know why you're avoiding doing like business it. with them. We got a whole list in there, plus emails and social media <laughs> handles for key decision makers there. And our next book in the series, which is about to come out, is a list of boycott companies that we're saying you should buy from because they're patriotic companies. And what we want to do is help be part of the movement to create the parallel economy of patriots so that money flows away from the woke and flows toward the patriots so that we actually get to defund the left and we get to save America and save the cause of freedom the smart way to funding people, brother. That's really important. That way now with Root and I, that book's coming out. I'm very excited about that book. Yeah, man. We just took a, we took a right and then a right and another right. I love it. We're just circling the block around Freedom Town here. Um, so, so let's, I mean, look, my show, my rules, right? Uh, we'll, we'll get to uh, being a thought leader and, and why that's important and how you help people, how you serve people even more and, how you got the moniker millionaire maker, et cetera. But, uh, you know, my, um, my grandfather passed away this summer. Um, I'll rest his soul. My grand, yeah, my grandparents were very important to me as a child growing up. Um, very important to me as a young adult and an adult. And, um, you know, unfortunately the last few years and the, uh, you know, what all went on with policy up there, I feel really prematurely ended, ended their lives. My grandmother has dementia and is in a care ward now, a good one. Um, we feel as a family, we feel it's a positive place for her, all things considered. But man, I, I really am a believer in the fact that that policy took them from this earth a handful of years earlier than need be. Um, so, so when I say I want freedom and liberty restored, it hit home for me. And even as a child moving here, um, the NAFTA policy moved our family here because my father is a truck driver. We, he, you know, the way he would have been taxed, the way things would have worked, it just wouldn't have made sense for his business to exist in Canada. So we moved here. And as a child, uh, that was rough, man. 10, 11 years old, having to make a whole new friend group, learn all about new sports, not play hockey, have to learn about football, which you know, I'm a diehard football fan now, but that was, that was some brutal stuff. So I'm a, I'm a big, big believer in, small governments, um, you know, ethics and morals driving society. Um, you know, our nation was rooted in faith. 
It's, it's right there. If you read the papers, if you read the writings of our founders, it's, it's, it's rooted in faith, not so much religion, but in faith and in the right moral cause. Um, but it is a belief that there's something above us. And I truly believe that. And I, I know you do too. You love talking um, about your faith and everything. So, man, this is like, happy to have you on the show. This is a great little, uh, great little segue or part in the conversation we've turned down. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on the show, brother. It's an honor to be here, honestly. So, so I'm interested as, as somebody living in Canada, um, how do you get so connected to the, you know, and I'm sorry, the name of the author, vice president, libertarian party, just went right Wayne Ellen my head. Wayne Ellen Rupert. Wayne. Yeah. How'd you get connected with Wayne? So brother, um, I believe that the Lord has blessed all of us with certain strengths. You know what I mean? And uh, geniuses. One of my geniuses is I am a connector. I I love human beings. I love people. So I just get connected to people, and I use those connections to get connected to other people. It's what's made me successful in life and in business. So Wayne is friends with a a, a client of mine. <laughs> you know, okay. a former client of mine, I should say. Um, and he introduced me to Wayne. That's how I got connected to him. I interviewed Wayne on my podcast about a previous book he wrote and you know, we, we, we got along and I said, Hey, Wayne, I got a, I got an idea for you. And I pitched him on the idea of writing this book yep. and he liked it. He got, he said, okay, we're going to do this together. We're in business together. So Wayne and I were partners on writing the first book. And then we said, we got to write the next book, which is the Bicot book. And, uh, both of those, you know, were, were things that he, he and I did together. And it was, um, it was pretty impressive. Love it. Um, so two things from there, as we kind of, I want to kind of dial into, cause we could jam on freedom and liberty and all this stuff, but I don't know. Well, I do know for a fact, here's a, here's a little interesting story about, um, about if they're listening or not. Right. So I, uh, cause I don't want to get my channel banned. I don't want to get the shows turned off. I don't want to create problems for my great producer, Chris. Uh, but here, here's something interesting that I think makes my feelings more accurate than not. So I have another local community podcast I do for my retail business that I co-own with my business partner, Ben, and that one. And we do a community podcast, very, very county community focus, right? Focusing on charities. We had a um, nonprofit on that worked with um, sex trafficking to stop sex trafficking in little idyllic Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, where like, the big tourist draw is Amish and it happens. It happens everywhere. You know, this, you're, you know, you know that, but it even happens in little old Lancaster County. So we have this charity on and you know, the topic, the word sex trafficking comes up a number of times. Well, what, what shows up in the comments, all of these nefarious websites related to pornography. So, so I'm sharing this because they, th all these, these algorithms and tech, it is watching, it is listening. It's very interesting to me. I marvel at it, but then I'm also shocked by it at the same time and sad. Uh, so little, just a little side note there. If, if sure, I feel like I'm sure. hedging my bets, I've actually lived this where in real no, brother, time, it's, live it's streaming, real. it's like real live it's streaming. This wasn't comments. This wasn't typed out where you could scrape words or data. It was over the air audio. And it gets picked up just wild, wild stuff. Um, yeah. They've got, um, they've got some really cool, um, technology that, uh, is big brotherish in some way. So they can definitely pick up on this, but you know, there are alternative channels. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't, you know, I have a YouTube channel. I haven't posted on it in years. Um, I got one of my episodes got censored. So I, I moved everything on to rumble and, okay. um, yep. you know, Rumble's great. You can do live streaming on Rumble too. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're a, they're a great organization. They're a Canadian company, believe it or not. Their headquarters oh, wow. are in Toronto. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, Chris Pawlowski, his offices are in downtown Toronto. Uh, I think he's also got offices in Florida as well. But you, you've you've got to start using alternative parallel tech in addition right. to regular tech. You got to do it just in case they decide to to shut you down. Yeah. Yeah. Very smart, uh, you know, smart. And I mean, that, that makes sense. Uh, 
transcends business too, right? You can't rely on one niche of the world to provide your customers. You certainly can't rely on one big account to provide all your revenue. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm, I want to dig into two two real appropriate business lessons that you shared. Um, and I, you know, I believe this dovetails into being a thought leader. Well, one of them does certainly publishing books. I want to dig into what being a book a published book author for you now eight times, soon to be nine times over is done for you. But look, let's start first with this power of connection. Um, you say you love connecting people. Obviously, you saw that uh, watching your father work in action. And I mean, man, what a what a cool thing it must have been to like say, yeah, Napoleon's my dad. I mean, first of all, again, it what was. a cool first name. Right. But, oh, right. Second, right, like, you know, Napoleon Ballou. I mean, you, you say that name, you think it's written like from some Hollywood script, but it it's... I mean, you, you've kind of got that Hollywood life story. Um, but uh, you saw his skill of giving. And, you know, the, another cliched phrase as of late seems to be pouring into other people. And I don't mean say cliched to, to denigrate it, just it's, it's out there. Um, but you saw that power of giving and that directly ties into power of connection. So what would you urge people to do you know, they might feel they're too, they might like become insular. They might think, oh, I don't have any connections. I don't know anybody. How do and, they start tapping into those connections? Okay. So I wrote a book called The Power of Connecting. Okay. <laughs> Co-written book. And in it is a comprehensive plan of attack to go into your, your network and connections and turn that into um, success. Turn that into uh, additional revenue for your business, turn that into potential employees, turn that into investors. So how does this work? Really, really simple. So every single one of us has connections. Would you agree with that statement, Jeff? 100%. 100%. And we all have connections that we have that range from our inner circle connections our best connections to like outer circle type connections, right? And what you want to do is you want to go and approach the folks that are your best connections, right? The ones that are in your, you know, your inner circle and wandering out of there. And you want to go to those folks and say, look, um, you're important to me. You know, this is why you're important to me. And once you say that to folks, then what you want to do is you want to say to them, I want to know more people like you because you're awesome. Who, well, who doesn't love hearing that, Jeff? You love hearing that. Right. I love hearing that, right? Right. Yep. And so then you ask them, can you introduce me to somebody just like you? And, but you're going to tell them before they do that, that you're not here just to be a taker. You're here to be a giver. And you're going to think of someone you can introduce to them. So Jeff, let's you and I do it for real right now. Jeff, you're awesome. I love you. You're Freedom Town fellow Pinnock. I want to meet another business owner like you. I work with business owners. That's how I make my money, right? And so yep. I want to meet another fellow like you who's a, you know, freedom-oriented, looking to grow his business, obviously, because that's my, my stock and trade. And um, if you know someone like that, who's like us, who would enjoy meeting, you know, a bearded bastard like me, um, <laughs> That'd be awesome, right? Yeah. Not actually a bastard, but it's a great statement. It's a, it's a nice yep. pretty turn of phrase here. And but I'm also going to tell you, hey Jeff, you know what? I'm not I'm not here just to be a taker. I'm here to be a giver. Um, I got five guys I can introduce to you that are kick-ass podcast guests slash hosts. I can introduce you to all of them. I can introduce you to one of them. You let me know. But uh, I got I got I got these folks. I'm ready to do. Would you be? Would you be cool with us trading some connections that way? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, I've got four people. Right? Yeah, I've got. But, I mean, no joke. I've got four people right now on the top of my head: Chris Izzo, Clint Reagan, Eric Rogers, and Matt Rhoda. That would all be Matt like, Rhoda. I just I just talked to him yesterday. Matt Rhoda. I love that dude, man. From Battlefield and um, Rhoda Marketing. Yep, that's him. He, he was man. I interviewed world. him on my show yesterday. Can you believe it? Small world, yeah. He's it he's crazy small. into fitness. He, he has, he's, he's got that freedom. So he's the dude who showed me his freedom uh, company. Are you invested in that same company? Well, I founded Sonner Fifty Seven, 
I created it. And I brought it. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. I told them to send me that. So I yeah. told him, listen, I might be able to get him in our book if he sends me some info about it soon enough. Awesome. I shamefully have nothing Signer 57 around me right now. I've all this no, stuff that's the shirt. Me. That's the dude. That's him. Well, right, actually, right I'm gonna, we're going to go totally unscripted here, Chris. So hold on tight. Put, make sure, put me on screen here because I'm in my studio. Let's see. Well, there's, yeah. there's that right there. There's the whole thing. And I'm sitting in front of this and I record some reels for Signer 57, point the camera this way. And uh, yeah, up, up. small world, man. See, that's the power so of the connection you gotta right there. You got to come on my show too now, bro. And we got to have you just talk about Signer 57. It's going to be the whole episode. Because we, oh, we briefly talked about that on my show yesterday. I had him on my men's show. Man, that's amazing. So you're part of my dude, Matt wrote it. Yeah. Yep. I was going, yeah, I just got yesterday just clothing company. It's the same, like the same company. How cool is that? Yeah. Well, isn't so, that a lesson? Isn't that a lesson in how small the world and connected the world really is right there? Dude, like, dude, there you why, go. There you why go. Why do we so need to we're, be? We're going to connect. Yeah. We're going to connect. We're going to connect people to one another through email. And the way I do it is it's not just, Hey, you know, Jeff, meet Matt, Matt, meet Jeff, right? I say something like, yo, Matt, I want you to meet Jeff. Jeff, Jeff is a man you can trust. Here's why I respect Jeff. He's a patriot, right? He's a champion of freedom. He's a good dude with a big heart. You can trust him. You two can do things together. Make sure you connect with him. That kind of email connection, bro, is way better than Jack meet Matt, Matt meet Jack. You know what I mean? Yep. Because yep. that kind of yeah. email is just not very powerful. But the former email, which is what I teach people in the book to do, boom, you and I do this together. We can send each other three, four people each. Boom. And then I make another call to someone else. You make another call to someone else. You have the same conversation. Boom. And then yep. here's the best part. You could put 10 of those people in a room with you that none of them know each other and they'll all get connected to each other. And you just ask each one of them, hey, do me a favor, just bring a buddy with you. Bring a buddy. We're all going to get together. We're going to, you know, have some hors d'oeuvres. We're going we're gonna to get to know each other. We're going to get connected. I'm going to make sure I connect you with five other dudes. Boom. Problem solved. Yep. That's yep. how it's done, man. I love it. I yep. love it. Yeah, I mean, again, I, you know, Nikki and I are getting pretty hype here. And I don't, I always want to make sure our watchers and listeners and people who tune in take things away. Like, don't let our hype stand on the fact that what we just shared with you about how connected the world is. And, and you just, you know, you just need to stand outside your comfort zone a bit. And I was inside my comfort zone there for a second. I wasn't going to throw those four names out because I felt the moment kind of passed for a hot second, but. See what happens when you just take one little half step outside the comfort zone. It's my own damn show. I mean, I can name what the comfort zone is. Right? I love it. It's our own rules in life. So love it. Make up your own rules. I mean, it's why I created the whole big ticket life brand, man. Life and business on your terms. Stop letting people define what you can do in business and what you can't do because your industry says this or says that. Forget all that. Do your own, do it, do it on your terms. So, man, I love it. So you have nine books and you, because of the show, maybe we'll be a part of one of those books, future books coming up, but I'm a big believer in authorship as a, a success ingredient in business, right? Like I've got, I've got a stack of books that published authored for the retail business, Gardner's Mattress and More that I co-own. Um, I've got my own books for some of my own consulting and coaching work, and I'm a big believer in it. It's a big ingredient of success that becomes a cornerstone of marketing. So for you, um, obviously you understand the power of it, but what have those, what has being a published author and being that thought leader meant for you in your business? Like what doors has that tool opened for you? So let me let me talk about that. I really appreciate you asking the question. Let me, let me pull one of my books out, okay, uh, to share with you and with the books. 
So this is the second edition of my first book, Finish Line Thinking. The first edition has a, a red, white, and blue cover, right? Um, this book is my most successful book in terms of sales. And this book has conservatively made me $3 million. Not okay. from book sales. But right. this book has been bought and given away for free to over 10,000 individuals. Yep. Right? All business people. A number of them have read the book. And in the book, at the back of the book, is basically a page where I make an offer, right? Mm -hmm. And my offer is get help with winning at your finish line. If you'd like help with winning at your finish line, we offer a free starter session called the Finish Line Think Envisioning Process. During the session, you will clarify what your finish line looks like, identify the exact steps you need to take to ensure your victory on your top priority, Create a plan of action for you to follow, detailed and exact like a champion's. Determine which of the 13 principles in the book will make the biggest difference for you right now and apply them immediately. Infuse you with the self-confidence of a champion and prepare you for victory. The finish line, uh, the 90-minute uh, finish line thinking visioning process is provided free of charge to qualified candidates. To book your call uh, or, or session, call uh, my number, 416-629-7481 or email. Info at finishlinethinking.com. Did people taking me up on that? I've had calls with them. Yep. And I have, as a result of those calls, made sales, consulting and coaching engagement sales, ranging from $1,000 to $100,000 in a single call. Yep. Yep. You follow me? Yeah, very, very smart strategy. And you touched on something. Uh, you used the word free with your book. And, you know, that's a whole strategy that might, you know, because the, the average Joe average business owner, right? They go to Amazon and buy books. They go to a local bookstore and buy books. They see a price tag on a book. So that first statement of, I give my book, book away for free. Wait, I've always bought books. What's that about? So tell me, why don't you share your strategies? So it seems like you've had a couple. You've had the free book method and then you've had pay book, a paid book method. Yeah. So the books are on Amazon. People buy them, right? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? And I've also had speaking engagements, right? And during those speaking engagements, Jeff, I've been in the back of the room and I'll sell the book for 10 or 20 bucks. You know what I mean? So even if I sell, you know, a hundred bucks in the room, that's a thousand bucks, 2000 bucks that I pocket. It's good. I'll take the money. Don't, don't, yep. don't get me wrong, but. You know, you and I are having a conversation right now. Um, when we're done, I'm going to ask you to send me your address. And I'm going to put a couple of my books in the mail for you, right? And I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to ask you to pay for those books. I'm going to say, here, Jeff, I'm going to sign those books and I'm going to make sure that I put something personal in the inscription uh, for you, right? And doing that, um, brother, that's huge. Why is that huge? Well, for a couple of reasons, because me doing that, first of all, establishes our bonds of, of, of kinship and friendship. But secondly, you may read one of those books and there may be something in that book. Yeah, you see the red, white, blue cover of the first edition of the book right there. <laughs> so Love it. you're, you're going to take a look at that and you're going to read it. You might read something in there that goes, damn, I really like this. And you might go, I want to have a call with this guy. And that's what happens as a result of people getting my book. Now, if someone is already willing to invest 10 or $20 in the book, they, they've at least shown some level of interest. So that's good. But if I'm meeting people, uh, you know, I don't necessarily need to sell them on a $10 book or a $20 book or a $30 book. What I want to do is create really good uh, feelings and vibes with that person. And what I want to do is give it to somebody who's likely to actually read the book. Mm -hmm. And if you're somebody who's going to read the book, right? That's awesome. You, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, that is absolutely awesome because once you've read my book, if you're someone who is of the mindset of I'm looking and seeking to grow and to win, 
then I've established a relationship with you. My thoughts are now in your head. And I got to believe that some of those thoughts are going to be thoughts that are going to be thoughts you're really going to like. And that's yeah. why I do it, you know? Yeah. And I wrote multiple books because I wanted to get to multiple audiences. So, you know, Finish Line Thinking, spectacular smart book. Strategy. I like right. that. Yeah. Now, the power of connecting, this is good for a business owner as well. And there's business owners who are like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a decent connector, but I want to be a spectacular connector. Great. That's that. And then this book, this book, is a really, really great book for somebody who is looking to establish themselves as a coach or a consultant and have that sort of business. Fantastic book for that type of audience. And this book, I wrote it with one of my clients, How to Create a Million Dollar a Year Income. Isn't there something about a million dollars in a single year that just captures the imagination? Yeah. You know, a lot it's, of folks yeah, want to make that kind of money, right? And yeah, yeah. one of these books, you know, when someone says, wow, this dude has written all these books, they're going to be really interested in learning from somebody who has the depth and breadth of knowledge to be able to, to do that. Um, that's all I have to say around book writing. Then if someone's listening to this show and they're thinking to themselves, I've always wanted to write a book, but I don't know if I can. Well. Yes, you can. There's a bunch of different ways for you to do it. And if you're the CEO of a substantial company and you just want to have your, your book more or less, you know, ghostwritten by somebody who can write, well, three or four of my books are co-written books, you know, and I offer that as a service. I only do about a couple of those a year. Now, you know, Wayne and I are partners. We both did the writing, but the other books, clients paid me to write their books for them. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting tactic. Yep. Yeah, so I, mean, I like I'm very to write. familiar with. Yeah, I like I'm very to familiar write. with ghostwriting. Yeah, uh, and I charge I, a good buck for it, so I make some yeah. money from it. It's my main business. I mean, if I write two books a year, I'll only make a hundred grand, fifty grand per book. Right? So it's not like it's a ton of money or anything like that. But I love doing it. It gives me a lot of joy. I get to delve into a subject I like writing, and you know, mm -hmm. part of the deal for me is my name's got to be on the book. I won't do it right. if my name's not on the book. Someone wants well, to only have their name on the book, it's four times the price. That's the deal. Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I get that. And, you know, I'm sure strategically, you, you know, you are selected with the people you choose to write with. First of all, it's got to be a person of character. I could tell that already. It's got to be a topic, subject, business you're connected to. I, I get that. Um, but then strategically, you, you, you probably have a layer in there of, you're choosing still who you stand beside in authorship because, you know, you're pouring into that person, offering that time to write that book, give them a great tool. But, you know, it's okay to, to say for yourself, Hey, standing beside this person versus that person gets me there. There's a bigger opportunity there. Um, you know, so strategically, what a great, what a great, uh, great tool to have. 1000%. So yeah, the books yep. get me clients. The books oh, are... Oh, there's Matt Roder right now. Tune in. Yo! That guy's a savage. I love it. That's funny. Matt, what's going on, bro? <laughs> that's amazing, man. That's just amazing. Yep, that's a good friend of mine. I was on the phone with him last night. And uh, the photo in his shot there, we shared a stage in Hershey at the Slaymaker uh, Sales Summit. A friend of ours, Kyle Slaymaker, put on that great event. So... Yeah, Matt and yeah, I he's are a straight up a savage great himself, man. Yep. Straight up savage himself. He's, he's just started a podcast of his own. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, and I thought it'd be good to have him on. So I had him on. His episode will be out in a few weeks. So <laughs> there's our stuff. Yeah, man. I love it. Yeah. He was wearing that shirt yesterday on the show and I asked him about it. I said, I like that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, look, if yeah. someone's listening to this show, you should write a book. But thought leadership is about more than just writing a book. Okay. So what is thought leadership, right? So let me explain what it is in a way that I think you're going to really like. So the best way to do it is to draw a distinction between an expert and a thought leader. So an expert is someone who knows something, but a thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. Experts are a dime a dozen, right? They're not that valuable. Mm -hmm. 
But thought leaders are rare and valuable. Another way to put it is an expert is like a cover band, while a thought leader is someone who composes and plays original music. I you like that analogy. Leader, right? Why? Well, if you're a thought leader, you've taken the time to think deeply about certain subjects, right? And these subjects are subjects that help solve problems for people. Like my dad used to say, business is about people and business is about solving problems for people for profit. PPP, Mickey Billings, seven figure three P solution. Business is about solving acute problems for awesome people at an amazing profit. That's the, the, the APQ seven figure success solution, right? So in business, as a thought leader, you need to be thinking deeply about problems and how to solve those problems and who has those problems. They need to create a whole arena of expertise around how to solve those problems. So you got to be clear on who you're helping. You got to be clear on what their problems are and you got to be clear on how to solve those problems. And it can't just be, you know, some of this kind of, okay, okay, I'm like sizzle selling BS. You know, I'm just going to sell you the sizzle. You're going to bite in, but there's no steak there. You're going to burn your mouth. There's got to be real steak there. You got to take the time to become somebody who understands what they're talking about and why. I teach thought leadership to people is I don't want them to pick an area. I want them to go into their own actual life history and understand what has life equipped them to already be a thought leader in. So all they have to do is take that life experience and expertise, pour it out of them onto paper or digital in this day and age, and then turn that into a structured, formatted thought leadership. Now, I'm going to show you something right now, Jeff. You're going to love this. So I, this is material that I teach and I learned from this fellow by the name of Matt Church, okay? These pink sheets here, there are 55 of them, 55 of these pink sheets. They're all in a folder about winning and high performance. And these pink sheets, brother, so There's a statement of expertise here, okay? And -hmm. then there's a deeper explanation. Then there are are, um, stories, right? These stories are actual case studies of people that I know or I've worked with. Then there is a literature review of books and and academic studies. Then up here, rather, there is um, another thing. This is a visual model. Then there's a metaphor. Then on the back, what we have is we've got seven different ways to say this for seven different types of audiences, from formal to casual, from young to old, et cetera. And then over here, we've got 20 questions created, which can be used to turn this into a module of a particular coaching program that you can license out to the people. Brother, this is how we teach people thought leadership. Now, if somebody's a CEO, he might tell me, Nikki, I don't have time for all that. I'm going to go, that's fine. But we're going to need to do a dozen of these to write your book, right? Right. We're going to need to do a dozen of these to write your book. And then we're going to need to get clear on how to turn that into even a podcast, a YouTube channel, a Rumble channel that's going to allow you, my friend, to become the Steve Jobs, the Patrick Bet David of Valuetainment, the Elon Musk of your space. That's what it's all about. You follow yeah, what I'm trying it. to say here, right? Because 100%. Listen, in this day yep. and age, if you're just a regular CEO, you're going to have a best steady success. If you want exponential success, you need to be associated and infused with the brand of your company, and it needs to be tied into your bigger mission in the world. So give you an example. Steve Jobs, Michael Dell, 1998, both those companies were about the same size, same market cap. Okay, about $8 billion a year in sales, same market cap, right? 2023, 25 years later. Dell's about 83, 84 billion a year in sales. It's growth, right? Tenfold. Apple's right. about 320 billion a year in sales. And yeah, four times. Market cap for Apple, 
Apple's the most valuable company in the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, Dell isn't in the top 20. That's all I can tell you. Why? Yeah. Because Steve Jobs took the time to go out there and create a brand because he spoke about what Apple was, why it was important, yep. what he believed in, and everybody wanted that. Apple, you, you remember that that ad they released about 25 years ago? Think different. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the visionaries, the square yep. pegs and the round holes. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. I watched that ad and I'm like, that's me, that's me, that's me. I'm buying Apple. It was like, the synapses were like that quick. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And yeah, Patrick, I mean, and David, valuetainment, right? Valuetainment, one of the biggest entrepreneurial channels in the world. The guy's got an insurance agency. He had 200 agents when he started the channel. Now he has 27,000 agents. He was making two million a year then. Now he's making quarter of a billion dollars a year. Right. Yeah, and I think the lesson for people. I mean, I, I'm jamming on everything you're saying. I think the lesson, the takeaway, and and by the way, I want to take one more step back to another lesson. If you're listening to the show, do yourself the service of watching this show because what Nikki just shared on screen with those notes, like Nikki's a giver, he shared, he showed it. I'm sure people could look at it. Like you could pause the video and you can see the, the breakdown and you could replicate what he just talked about for yourself. Like we give on this show, my guests give on this show, listen to it, watch it, Take it all in. It's worth it. It really yeah. is. And that's, you know, we put a great show on because of my great uh, production team, Chris and his team at Cast Ahead. Uh, they do great for live streaming podcast shows and podcast work. But yeah, you can you can see everything that's been shared. You don't just have to hear about it. You can watch it. But to back to Steve Jobs, back to the Elon Musk, back to Patrick Beth David, there's a commonality there. If you're a business owner, put your personality and your business out there. Right. Be that thought leader, be that composer. And I love that analogy too. The experts, the cover band, the thought leader is the composer and the songwriter, orchestrator of the song, of the music, of the business. Uh, but put yourself out there. I think so many people, and maybe as we look to kind of come to the top of the hour, we can jam on this as we wrap up. I think, and from your experience, I know I've seen it. There's hesitancy of business owners to infuse themselves into the business. Because that's not scalable. Personality isn't scalable. Uh, I feel there's a way to do both. And, you know, yeah. And I mean, you really don't need to look any further than Apple and find that answer. But um, why do you, what have you seen that hesitancy? What have people brought to you and you've been able to fix their mind on that topic of putting personality in their business? So look, um, really... Are you familiar with uh, the book Crossing the Chasms by Jeff Moore? No. So um, you ought to you ought to like I'm getting you ought to go one. pick up a copy of it. It's an older book. Uh, yeah, but he talks about um, the adoption of new technologies and new ideas, and he's got a bell curve, right? And mm-hmm. inside of um, any new idea, there are a group of folks that are going to be early adopters of that idea. Okay. Yeah, that's it. And those early adopters usually are one to 2%. They're super early adopters, one to 2%. They get everything, the newest version of everything. And then there's some people who become the early, early adopters. And we're in that phase, right? That's about 10% of, of folks. And then once you... Once a certain percentage of the population has adopted a new idea or a new technology, that's when you get into the meat of the bell curve and you get some, some, uh, later adopters. And that's where the, the bulk of folks are going to be. Most folks today are not ready for this idea. Most CEOs are not ready for this idea, but I'm telling you, yep. the folks that are and are implementing it right. They're going to do some great things. I just spoke to, um, I just worked with a, a CEO who owns a $30 million real estate company. He's going to do a book, decided to do it with somebody else, not with me, which I think is a big mistake, but you know, God bless him. Let him do it. He's uh, got a, a video channel and I've, I've suggested and, and helped him put together the ideas for a podcast and he gets it. He wants to do it. He's doing it kicking and screaming. 
But there's going to be mm-hmm. folks that are listening to this that are going to go, I can do this. I want to do this. And you can go do it on your own and more power to you. But if you know you can't, or you'll screw it up and you won't get the optimal results you're looking for, then you ought to reach out to someone like me. We ought to have a consult and we ought to develop a plan for helping you do this. I mean, I run workshops on how to do this, mostly for you know coach consultant types, but we're starting to have some CEOs join us in those workshops. And yeah. they can learn a lot of this in, in a single weekend workshop. And they'll, they'll get everything they need to be able to go make this happen for themselves. And in my opinion, if you're a CEO today, you're either growing or you're dying. You're either growing or you're dying. There was a gym in Marietta in Cobb County where your buddy Chris uh, is familiar with. Yep. It used to be called Coffee's Gym. And they had um they had a t-shirts that they sold to people. And on the back of the t-shirts, it said, grow or die. Grow or die. It was for bodybuilders, right? But it's the truth, man. In, in, in business, mm-hmm. you're either growing or you're dying. Your mindset, the way you think as a CEO is either growing or you're dying. And if you don't understand writing books and thought leadership, it's an issue, big issue. It, it's going to, um, it's going to hurt you in the long run. There's going to be companies that are going to figure this out and they're going to eat your lunch. Yeah. Yep. Now I, uh, I couldn't agree more, man. This has been a joy to have you on the show, make this connection. Um, Thanks, we've been brother. flashing on the screen. Um, again, another reason to watch, uh, how to get a hold of you, how to get in contact with you. Why don't you give that rundown for those that are, you know, going to be in the meat of that bell curve and not be the early adopters and take in the greatness of the show on video. But, uh, why don't you, you know, throw out your website, throw out the way to contact you. I think you put out your personal cell phone number, which I think that's a first or, or really? at least a contact office number. <laughs> you can do that too, whatever you want. Right. I have to like, get my cell number, but no, don't normally don't put it out on, on, a, on, a, on an interview that I do, but listen. Ecircleacademy.com, right. the word, the, uh, the, the letter E, the, the word circle and the word academy.com is our main website. Um, I've got, um, a, uh, a few other websites, finishlandthinking.com, the thoughtleaderrevolution.com for a podcast. I've got a, um, uh, a website for a men's movement it's called sovereignman.ca. Also our men's podcast is all there. But if you're a business owner and you're looking to grow in 2023, and no kidding, you know, last year was not what it should have been for you. The best thing for you to do is to go to ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment, ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. And that'll get you on my calendar and we'll have a complimentary success coaching call where over a 45 minute period, we're going to get clear on what's going on in your business where you want to get to, why you're stuck, and how to get from here to the next level. And it's complimentary, so take advantage of it. Yeah, I like that. And listen, I mean, if, if you don't think uh, getting on that call with Nikki is going to be a value to you, okay, you're, you, you can be entitled to your opinion. I think after you've listened to 51 minutes of this show um, and counting that uh, I know you're going to get a lot of value and be on a path to success after that 45 minutes with them. One last thing, I always like to uh, ask my guests, uh, I believe that giving back, um, paying forward, having a mind on being significant to those around you um, is part of business success. So uh, shame on me. I've, I've asked my guests to fill this out and, and I've not been as good about calling it out on the shows as I have in the past. This year, I'm focused on it. So you said in your submission form for the show, Charities that you like to support, Center for Men and Families and the Green Beret Foundation. Tell us a little bit about those and why you're connected to them as we, uh, as we wrap up our time together. Well, the Center for Men and Families is one of the few charities that helps men, uh, you know, out there. And it's, it's all about um, helping men who are going through relationship breakups, who have uh, gone through uh, spousal abuse. Now, it's a little known fact, but men suffer from spousal abuse at almost the same levels that women do, but mm-hmm. they barely ever talk about it. They hardly ever bring it forward. And right. um, 
There are two in Canada. There are over 2,000 shelters for battered women. There's one shelter for battered men. One. Wow. One. So this organization helps men. So help them out. And the Green Beret Foundation, a good friend of mine, Curtis Ayavito, he is uh, one of the founders of Spartan Blades. He's a former Green Beret. Um, you know, he um, he's a good man. He's been on my business podcast. We we've done some. Uh, we've been attempting to do some business together. It hasn't hasn't quite happened yet. Uh, but um, that's a charity that was important to him. And you know, the, the Green Berets, they're the tip of the spear, and that foundation mm-hmm. uh, is all about helping former service members. So. Anytime you can love help it. the men and women that fight, bleed, and die so the rest of us get to enjoy the blessings of liberty, that's a good thing. Love it. Get to enjoy the blessings of liberty. I like that. That gave me, uh, gave me some, uh, some hair on my arm raised up there when I heard that. <laughs> there you go, bro. I love it. I love it. Man, this has been a lot of fun. I've thoroughly enjoyed our time together. Again, if you want to connect with uh, Nikki Ballou, and you definitely should, ecircleacademy.com slash appointment. He's offering you a free complimentary success call. And I believe that uh, it would be well worth your time. So be sure to jump on that. Uh, ecircleacademy.com is where you um, connect with him. Otherwise, he's got a bunch of podcasts, but you go to the ecircleacademy.com, you'll be able to connect with all things Nikki. And uh, man, this has been a lot of fun. Really thank you for being on the show. Jeff, thanks for having me on, man. It's a total honor. God bless you, brother, for making it such such a blast to be on the show. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right, man. Well, uh, we will see you next week on The Big Ticket Life. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Big Ticket Life. You've heard from another amazing guest living their own big ticket life, and now it's time to live yours. First, I'd love for you to take me up on my free gift to you. Find your gift at gift.bigticketlife.live. That's gift.thebigticketlife.live. See, all your life you've been told what is and what isn't possible by the loudest voices from the cheapest seats. It's time to finally do life and business on your terms. Sure, you've heard similar things, but without clarity on what can be done, it's easy to have your customers, employees, maybe even partners, and your spouse keep you from truly living a big ticket life. My big ticket methods shift you into that investor seat, in your business, away from commodity and away from competition, into a market of one, so you can finally live your own big ticket life. So my gift to you is for you to book your discovery call today, where we'll uncover first the Chivo behaviors, those chief everything officer behaviors, that hold you back and why moving into the investor seat in your own business is critical. Two, we'll uncover the premium position that's up for grabs right now in your market that you're missing out on. And three, which big ticket methodologies are just waiting to be dropped into your business to explode your sales and profits. So again, thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love for you to take action right now, accept this gift, book your call, go to gift.thebigticketlife.live. Again, that's gift.thebigticketlife.live.